Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is going to help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's going to empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up. I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast. Well, go with me to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. We're continuing our series, Restoration is Not Too Late. We know something the Lord spoke to us last year was that this is going to be your transformation and restoration. And we receive so many testimonies of that coming to pass in the midst of everything else that's been going on in 2020. And so we'll continue tonight talking about the restoration of daughters. The restoration of daughters. You'll see why I call to that in a moment. But it applies to all the sons of God watching as well. This is restoration that God has for us. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. And so they're all on the same page. Let me do a brief review when we talk about the word restore. That one of the things we've covered in the past few weeks of the series is both the Old and New Testament call God the God of peace. The word peace in the New Testament, which we'll look at tonight, is meaning peace, harmony, security, safety, prosperity, felicity, which is intense happiness, and tranquility. The word for peace in the New Testament, it means peace, harmony, security, safety, prosperity, felicity, which is intense happiness, and tranquility. The Old Testament word for peace, the Hebrew word shalom, means peace, completeness, health, prosperity, safety, tranquility, the peace that comes from being whole. It means having nothing missing, nothing broken. This Hebrew word shalom, the Old Testament word for peace, means peace, completeness, health, prosperity, safety, tranquility, the peace that comes from being whole. It means having nothing missing and nothing broken. We looked at the word restore in the Hebrew. When we looked at Joel chapter 2, it's the word shalom, which means to be at peace, to be complete, to live in peace, to make whole, to make compensation or recompense, to reward and to complete. That word restore comes from the word shalom, which the root word is shalom, which means to be at peace, to be complete, to live in peace, to make whole, to make compensation or recompense, to reward, to complete, and to perform. We said that God is in the restoration business. And when we think of God, God as the God of peace, we must think of him as the God of restoration. If you have not been restored, then you're not whole. And God wants you whole. God wants you restored. God wants you to have peace. God wants you to have nothing missing, nothing broken, but wholeness in every single area of your life. God wants you whole, and God wants you restored. So we looked at several definitions for restore, and I'm going to give them to you before we jump into where we're going today. Restore, number one, to return a person as a specific thing which he has lost or which has been taken from him and unjustly detained. We restore lost or stolen goods to the owner. It means to make restitution or satisfaction for a thing taken by returning something else or something of different value. It means to replace, to return as a person or a thing to a former place. It means to bring back or recover from lapse, degeneracy, declension, or ruin to its former state. It means to heal, we'll look at that tonight, to cure, to recover from disease. It means to repair, to rebuild. It means to revive and to resuscitate, to bring back to life. It means to return or bring back after absence. And it means to renew or reestablish after interruption. So Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. Now that we have a little bit of understanding of what restore is, and I encourage you that if you missed 
any of these messages on restoration, you'll be able to find them on our YouTube page as well as on our Faith Plus app. You can download the Faith Plus app in your app store by going to faith.plus or you can look for Faith Christian Center on YouTube and see all of these messages as well. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, we're going to start with verse 18. While he, Jesus, spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay your hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Now one of the things we see in both stories here, and we look at it from Matthew's point of view, Mark's point of view, and Luke's point of view tonight, is that you see, number one, a point of contact. What do you mean by a point of contact? Jairus, the ruler, said, Jesus, if you come and lay your hands on her, she shall live. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I must touch, if I must make touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. It was a point of contact. And what is a point of contact? A place where you release your faith. Jairus' faith was set that if Jesus touches her, she will live. This woman with the issue of blood, her faith was set that if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. A point of contact is a place where you release your faith. You also see here words of faith released. Jairus said, she shall live. And the woman with the issue of blood said, I shall be whole. And we see the point of contact, the hands of Jesus and the touch or the hem of his garment. And we see this whole thing is faith and action. There's faith with the woman with the issue of blood, and this is the faith of Jairus. Now let's go look to Luke, and we'll come back to Matthew later. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We're going to look at verse 40. Luke chapter 9, verse 40. Luke chapter 9, verse 40. And greeting to everybody who's just joined us. Go ahead and share if you're just joining us. Luke chapter 9, verse 40. Actually, it's Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Excuse me. And it came to pass when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they're all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house, for he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But, he, but as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his, of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood staunched. Now, one of the things that Luke does, Luke gives us some more information. It tells us more information about Jairus. 
It tells us his name. It tells us about his daughter and says a little bit more about what's going on with the daughter. But it tells us more information about the one with the issue of the blood. So yes, she's been suffering this for 12 years, but now she's spent all of her living, all that she had to get better. But instead of getting better, she is now broke. Go to Mark chapter 5. Mark gives us some more information as well. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And when Jesus passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was near unto the sea. And behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with them, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. So notice, it gives even more. She spent all that she had. She suffered at the hands of ancient doctors who were doing their best to help her recover, but nothing they did worked. Instead of helping her get better, she grew worse. So now she's sicker than she was before and more pain than she was before, and now she's broke as well. She suffered. She's grown worse. But notice what it says in the next verse. When she had heard of Jesus. She came in the press with a crowd behind and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. She heard of Jesus. Well, let's study this out. This is Bible study night. What does she hear about Jesus? Go to Luke chapter 4. What does she hear about Jesus? Luke chapter 4. Verse 16, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, when it says this was Jesus' custom in verse 16 and 17, it wasn't just going to uh, the synagogue was his custom, which is a good custom to do. No, his custom was in the beginning of his ministry, this is what he preached. This was his text, him quoting for Isaiah. So he went around preaching about the anointing and saying that he is anointed. So that message traveled that the anointed one is here. So this woman with the issue of blood heard that Jesus is anointed. A little bit more evidence about this. We'll come back to Luke 4 in a moment. Go to Acts 10, 37. Because Peter even talks about it. Years later in Acts 10, verse 37, when he's preaching to Cornelius' house, he says, That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea, 
and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Cornelius is about the seacoast in the Roman capital of the Judean area. And so he's over there, but Peter said, you guys even heard about what was going on in the ministry of Jesus. I went through all Judea and Galilee and what was spread around. This Jesus is anointed with the Spirit of God and with power. He went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now go back to Luke 4. So we know this woman heard these things. Luke 4. We left off at verse 21. And verse 22, And all bare him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also hear in your country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. Notice something here. Jesus in Nazareth. This is where he grew up. But eventually he left Nazareth and built, uh, not built, he moved into a home. He could have built it. He was a carpenter. He had this house in Capernaum by the sea. He moved into Capernaum. And so word spread all the way to Nazareth what was happening with Jesus' ministry in Capernaum. What was happening while Jesus lived in Capernaum. And so they're saying, well, why don't you do in Nazareth what we've heard you do in Capernaum? Well, what was going on in Capernaum? Go to John 6. Because back then, Capernaum was known as the city of Jesus. Even today, if you go there, people have shown me signs where it still says Capernaum, the city of Jesus. John 6, verse 1, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them which were diseased. So this is Jesus back into his new home base, his new home of Capernaum. And it says in verse 2, A great crowd, a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. So the tense here in the Greek means they didn't just see it once. It says they kept seeing and seeing and seeing and seeing and seeing. And they were watching and wowed and marveled as he's kept doing miracles on such a regular basis. That's why the crowd followed him. I know Rick Renner described it this way, that Jesus was the biggest tourist attraction of Capitol. Everybody knew he was there. And they kept hearing about these miracles he did, these miracles that were so creative in nature, which was the most wonderful thing people had ever seen or heard of before. He did so many miracles, the whole crowd followed him. And one of the things when we look at John 6, a lot of these people were heading past the city on the way traveling to a feast. But as they were there, they knew they came through the city of Jesus. and They wanted to see this man they heard so much about. And so what you have here is what's going on that spread up to Nazareth. And so you know if it spread up to Nazareth and all these crowds of people who heard came, you know that this reached the woman with the issue of blood. This is what's going on around her in Capernaum, in the area where she is. They're all hearing about what Jesus is doing. Now, go to Malachi 4.2. You might say, well, why does she say, if I must touch the hem of his garment, if I touch the border of his clothes? Why? Malachi 4.2 says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as the calves of the stall.'" 
This word wings means the border of the garment or the border of the prayer shawl. So it was preached about the Messiah in those days that when he shows up, there's going to be healing in the border of his garment. There's going to be healing in the border or the edge of his prayer shawl. And Jesus is saying he's anointed. He is Christ. He is Messiah. That's what the word Messiah and Christ means. The anointed one. He's preaching, I'm anointed. And she's heard in the past that when the anointed one shows up, if you can touch the hem of his garment, you'll be healed. And so she keeps hearing about Jesus and what's being said about Jesus and all the things Jesus is doing and what Jesus is saying about himself. And she kept hearing this and hearing this and hearing this and hearing this and hearing this. And what happened? Romans 10, 17. Let's turn there and put our eyes on it. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith was building in this woman's heart as she kept hearing about Jesus and hearing about all the things he was doing and all the things he was saying about himself, faith came into her heart. Her faith moved her to a point that she began to say, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Her faith began to speak. If you want your faith to be effective, your faith has to speak. It's not time to have silent faith. If you want a miracle, if you want restoration, your faith needs to have a voice. She gave her faith a voice. And as she began to say it, she began to see herself as healed. She began to see herself as whole because if I can touch it, I'll be healed. I'll be made whole. And her faith moved her from her bed, moved her from her house, moved her through to the city streets, through the crowd to reach Jesus. So she had faith. She spoke her faith and she acted on her faith. Now let's go back to Mark 5. If you want your faith to move your mountain, your faith has to first move your mouth. And then your faith has to move you to action. Mark chapter 5. Verse 28. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And so when you look at it here and in Luke and in Matthew, one of the things you realize is this is something she said on a regular basis. She kept saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. And as she did, faith built in her heart. And straightway or immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And it's interesting that you see here it's called a plague because that word plague means a distressing bodily disease. This is letting you know how bad that issue was. Notice she kept saying, if I may touch the hem of his garment, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. This word whole is the Greek word sozo, which means restored to health, made well. This word, one of the definitions for sozo, is to be restored to health. It means to be made well. So she's saying, if I can touch the hem of his garments, I will be restored. If I can touch the border of his prayer shawl, I will be restored to health. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, the word virtue is the Greek word dunamis, which means explosive, miraculous power. It is the anointing of God. He knew that that power had gone out of him. He turned him about in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, you see this multitude throng on you and you're saying, who touched me? 
and he looked around about to see her that done this thing. You have to imagine Peter and the disciples' response is, look, everybody is touching you, Jesus. This crowd is around you. Everybody's trying to get to Jesus. Everybody's trying to talk to Jesus. Everybody's bumping into Jesus. Everybody's trying to get his attention. Everybody is touching Jesus. But there's something different about the touch of faith because although everybody was in contact with Jesus, only one of them received the power from him. And as Jesus walked with Jairus, heading to Jairus' house, there is power in Jesus because he is the anointed one. He is anointed by the Spirit of God. He's anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. But this one woman who had been building her faith, hearing about Jesus, talking about what was going to happen when she came in contact with Jesus, and acting on the word she heard, as she did those things and she encountered Jesus, the power of God went from Jesus into her body and healed her. And so Jesus knew power went out and turned around and said, who touched my clothes? They said, everybody said, no, 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 there's difference. There's somebody, I felt the power go out of me. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. She's fearing and trembling because she snuck back in the crowd and said, man, I'm healed. I'm good. I can go because by the custom and the law, she was not allowed to be out of the house. There was severe punishment for her being out of the house, she's considered unclean. She's supposed to be sheltered in place. She's not supposed to be out the house. She could have been judged by Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue. Or when you read here, there were other Pharisees and other people in the crowd. There could have been punishment. She's fearing and trembling. She doesn't know what is Jesus going to think about this. What is this crowd going to think about this? She's afraid and trembling. And then she begins to tell all the truth. Remember, Jesus is heading to the urgent mission of Jairus' daughter, who's on her deathbed. But she begins to tell Jesus all the truth, and you know that took a minute. It wasn't a short summary. It was everything that happened over those 12 years. Every doctor she saw, every doctor's report she got, what happened, what her friends said, what her family said, everything she suffered and endured, and how all of her symptoms grew worse. She's telling her whole life story. And notice how Jesus responds to her in verse 34. Daughter. Now, the thing is, we just read over it. Cool, he called her daughter. That's sweet. That's loving. But you don't get how impactful it is until you realize that this is the only person in the Gospels that Jesus called daughter. Everybody else was usually ma'am. When you see, you know, in the Gospel of King James, this is a woman. That's a, respect, that's a way how they would say ma'am. Or you see the woman in the temple who said she's a daughter of Abraham, saying that's Abraham's daughter. But now Jesus has made it so personal, and she's going through all her story, trembling and shaking, wondering what's going on, what's going to happen to me. And Jesus goes with all the love that he has, the very love of the Father, and says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Come on, don't be worried about everybody around you. Don't be worried about everything else. Daughter. Your faith has made you whole. You're believing and speaking and seeing and acting and trusting that what God said is true and trusting what you heard about me is true has made you whole. That's the same word for sozo. Your faith has caused you to be restored. Go in peace. We looked at this definition of peace earlier at the beginning of this message. It's the equivalent of the Hebrew word shalom. Go in peace. Have nothing missing, nothing broken. Have tranquility. Have intense happiness. 
have prosperity, have harmony, have peace, security, and safety. And be whole of your plague. The word sozo again. The second word for whole here is restored to health from another Greek word. And so notice this emphasis on being made whole. So now the disease has left her body. All the things that made it worse has left her body. She's healed in her body, but you have to understand there are other areas of her life that have suffered because of this disease for 12 years. Relationships that may have been broken, job opportunities she's lost, provision. She says she was, a, she was a woman of means, and she spent everything over those 12 years. But Jesus says, you're restored. Your faith has made you be restored. So whatever you lost is coming back to you, daughter. Imagine the wave of love that hit her as she heard, daughter. Now let's go to Luke chapter 8 and continue the story. Luke chapter 8. Verse 48, And he said unto the daughter, Be of good comfort, your faith has made you whole, go in peace. While he yet spake, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Trouble not the master or the teacher. So while all this wonderful thing is happening, and he's telling this woman, daughter, as soon as he finished, he's still talking to her. Someone from Jairus' house said, hey, leave the teacher alone. It's too late. Your daughter has died. Jesus wheels around and looks at Jairus and said, don't be afraid. Fear not. Believe only, and she shall be made whole. Jesus is still on the mission of wholeness and restoration. That's why I call this message the restoration of daughters. He is restoring these daughters. He's bringing restoration. And so before Jairus can cancel his words of faith or say something different or change his mind, Jesus says, hey, don't be afraid. Only believe. Believe what? Believe what you said in the first place. That if I touch her, she'll be healed and she shall live. Believe that word you spoke about me. Keep your faith working. Don't switch into fear now. Believe only. She shall be made whole. And when Jesus came into the house, he didn't allow anyone to go in except Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the girl and all wept and bewailed her. But he said, don't, don't weep. She's not dead. She's only sleeping. And they laughed him to scorn knowing that she was dead. And he kicked them all out. And took her by the hand and said, Made or a little girl, get up. And her spirit came again, and she arose immediately, and he commanded them to feed her. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no one what was done. And so, exactly what the woman who had the issue of blood said, and exactly what Jairus said, came to pass. They had their points of contact. The places where they release their faith. Jairus said, Jesus, if you touch her, she'll be healed and she shall live. The woman who had the issue of blood said, if I touch the border of his garment, I shall be made whole. They had released their faith. They had spoken their faith. They had acted upon their faith and they received the restoration. We know this word whole also means restored to health. The daughter was restored to health because of the faith of her father. Your faith has made you whole, as Jesus said to the woman who had the issue of blood. They believe, they spoke, 
they acted and they received the restoration that God had for them and so we have to operate in the same process the same thinking the same understanding we must hear and hear and hear and hear and hear then we must begin to see us restored healed see ourselves as God said we are and we must start talking about it and as we start talking about it we need to start acting on the word that we heard and then we'll have the same results as the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus's daughter it's not that God loves them more than he loves you or Jesus any different than he is then because it says Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever he's still the same and he wants to do the same in you so you must hear you must believe you must speak you must act upon it so as we go through these 31 days of prayer and fasting keep this in your mind keep this in your heart keep hearing keep believing keep speaking keep acting and you'll get the same miraculous result that they did God has restoration on his mind for you God wants you healed God wants you restored God wants you made well and he wants you whole in every single area of your life praise God well before we even go into the altar God I want to pray for people you may be fighting any type of sickness, disease, pain, or infirmity, or spirit infirmity in your body. There's something going on. But I want to pray for you right now. Because there's no distance in the spirit. Even it says in the Old Testament that God sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their affliction. And I believe as we send the, the word of God through these airwaves, you'll be healed and made whole. Just like Jairus' daughter and just like the woman who had the issue of blood. So whatever is going on in your body, and if you're in a place where you can do it, if you're driving, you won't be able to do it. But if you're in a place where you can, put your hand on whatever's bothering you. It might be a shoulder, maybe in your arm, maybe on your knee. Go ahead and put your hand on that spot that is bothering you right now. Father, I come before you right now according to your word. You told us to boldly come to the throne of grace so we receive grace and favor and help in our time of need. So Father, I lay hold to that grace, that power that brings healing. For you said in your word that by Jesus' stripes we were healed and by Jesus' stripes we are healed. Father, we thank you for anointing Jesus who went about doing good, healing all those who oppressed the devil for God was with them. And if your plan was healing then, then your plan is healing now. We thank you that you daily load us up with benefits. You forgive all of our iniquities. You heal all of our diseases. We thank you that you identified yourself as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us and takes sickness away from the midst of us. We thank you that Jesus bore our sicknesses and our diseases. He carried them away so we don't have to have them. So we thank you that healing is your will and healing and deliverance is the children's bread. So according to that, I release your word of healing into every single person watching. We command every sickness, every disease, every pain, every infirmity, every spirit of infirmity to leave your body right now. We command bones to be made whole, sinews and muscles be made whole, bodies be restored, health be restored unto you and may health spring 
forth quickly. We pray over babies right now who are having some type of issue in their body. Be healed in the name of Jesus. We pray over those who are dealing with migraines. We command it to go. We command anxiety to go. We command panic attacks to go. We release the life of God right now and we declare you whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken because your God is the God of peace and the God of restoration. So we receive the healing and we thank you, Father, that we're restored to health. In Jesus' name, amen. Now say it with me. Say, I call my body well. I call my body well. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. So I call my body well in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Now here's what I want you to do. Do something you couldn't do before. If it's move your knee, if it's move your shoulder, if it's something that you can test out, if it's move your neck, do that. And if you can tell a difference in your body, like I said with the woman with Ishabella, she felt within herself that she was healed. If you can tell a difference in your body, if you don't watch the place you can comment, just comment. Just comment below. Just say, hey, yeah, I feel better. I feel different. Or all the pain is gone. Just go ahead and comment below if you're watching somewhere on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube. Or if you're a person and you can't comment where you're watching, you can email us at info at FCCGA.com to share your healing testimony. Jesus is still a healer, and he's in the healing business, and he wants you healed. He wants you made well. He wants you whole, and he wants you restored. So go ahead and comment below if you received a miracle or healing in your body right now. You can already tell the difference in your body. Comment below or email us at info at FCCGA.com. Praise God. This is our time for restoration, and I believe we'll see even more restoration as we go into the last quarter of the year. Praise God. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that it empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our faith experience, we believe you will experience God and his plan for your life. So thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time.